This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it to the world. If you're a coach, author, or speaker, you'll want to tune in. If you're looking for the best return on your time investment to get your message out to the world in a bigger way, we're giving you full access and behind the scenes look of how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your podcast today. The world needs your message. I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get Amplified. Hello, hello, Amplify You, Michelle Abraham, your host here today. And I am so excited to bring you a really special guest for our Ask the Expert interview. So today I have Charmaine Hammond with me, and I just want to say hi to Charmaine first before I tell you any more about her. So hi, Charmaine, how are you? Hi, thank you. Good to be here, and I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm really excited about the topic we're going to talk about today. Guys, we're going to dive into sponsorships, and let me just tell you a little bit more about Charmaine and why she is the expert when it comes to sponsorships. So Charmaine is a certified speaking professional. She's an 11 times best-selling author and executive producer of an award-winning movie, Back Home Again. She's an expert in funding projects and launching projects through collaboration, influencer champions, and sponsorships. So Charmaine, you are the expert when it comes to all things collaborations <laughs> and uh, sponsorships. And I just like your background is so fascinating to me. So can you share with me, how did this start in your journey, like becoming a, a thing that now that's what you do? I love that question. Cause sometimes, honestly, I shake my head and wonder how did that happen? Because my first career was in jail. I was a correctional officer and uh, did that for 10 years, which inspired me. It was to in then- jail. <laughs> So after leaving, after leaving the uh, correctional officer role, I um, found myself really missing working in the area of conflict, which a lot of what you deal with in corrections is conflict. So I went back to school, got trained, certified uh, as a mediator and opened up a mediation practice. And in between all that, I was also um, doing a lot of contracts around mental health. I was working for mental health, doing a lot of projects. And then I went back to school, got a master's degree in conflict analysis and management and started teaching people how to deal with conflict. The one thread that was through my whole career as an employee right through to owning, starting my first business 25 years ago, uh, the, the thread was relationships. And that has been woven through everything I do. Uh, it, when I worked in a nonprofit organization in the mental health sector, As the executive director, my role was to get money for the organization. So that is where I began learning about sponsorship and how to do sponsorship and made every mistake in the book. And then from there, I worked for government on the other side of the table as a funder. So my job was to give money away to organizations to support their projects. And when I combined the two roles, it was like, there's the sweet spot. I now have, you know, the different sides of the table. And I've been building in sponsorship to my business since 1997. It's a big part of what I do and how I run my business. Wow, that's amazing. I love that even on both sides of it, because that gives you 
an advantage that's different than any other advantage. It's like us booking people on podcasts because we work with the host. We kind of have the inside advantage of both sides of that. Right. Right. Well, I kind of wish that I had to reverse the roles and it had done the government job first and then the nonprofit because boy, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I would have been able to secure a little bit more funding (laughs) and not make the painful mistakes. Exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. So now when I think about funding and I know we've had previous conversations about this, it's like, I think that's something that's not, it's not for entrepreneurs or it's not for podcasters or people who want to have a platform, like an author or a coach or a speaker, like a lot of our audience. So at, tell us, tell us that I'm wrong here. <laughs> you are wrong. <laughs> you know, you know it, it's, you're very right, Michelle, that we make assumptions that sponsorship is for either nonprofit organizations and charities or it's not for us. And I can tell you, I am very much a for-profit company. I have two businesses, both for profit and sponsorship is built into our business model. So for those of you listening that are coaches or authors or speakers or infopreneurs, sponsorship or podcasters, sponsorship is a great way to actually raise your dreams, fund your dreams. And I would say, Michelle, it's probably the, um, it's like the hidden revenue stream that most entrepreneurs have not thought of yet. Believe you me, after the conversation we have today, they will be thinking about it because it is available because sponsorship. Now, when you think about sponsorship for charities, that generally comes out of a budget from a company, from their philanthropy side. That's not what we're talking about right here. Where you as a podcaster, where someone as an author is going to get sponsorship, it's coming out of a company's marketing budget. So any company, whether it's the local gas station, the coffee shop down the street, or, you know, a big brand like a Staples or a bank or an insurance company, they have marketing funds set aside and they can choose to spend those dollars on traditional media. They can choose to spend those dollars on podcasts, going to trade shows, doing um, uh, what do you call it? Direct mail campaigns, swag, uh, sponsoring events, and the list goes on. And sponsorship is one of those items in the list. Mm, that's awesome. Uh, you know, it's good to kind of like broaden our our mindset around sponsorship. And so traditionally in the podcasting space, we think of sponsorship as like, um, you know, an ad in the middle of our show. And like, right. you know, the type of the type of shows we do, we really recommend our clients uh, have their own programs and services in those ads. So can yes. you give us some other examples or other ways that we could use sponsorship? Because I think this yeah. is so fascinating. Yeah, well, one of the things I love about uh, when we think about podcasters, you're right, a lot of podcasters will look at it as almost a pure Uh, marketing spend, like an advertisement spend, where there's opportunity to secure partners in terms of sponsorship is to look at first of all, some of the in kind needs that you might like need like the graphic design, like the pre written marketing copy, um, somebody to support the social media, so you might be able to collaborate and get sponsorship for some of the um, elements of running a podcast. But there's other ways to do uh, marketing. So Like you said, when a host is doing a podcast, it's really important they promote their own services because that's part of what your podcast is probably trying to do is bring people back to you. And where podcast where podcast sponsorship could fit in, in addition to helping with some of the needs that you have, it could also be done very differently than a traditional um, 
sort of commercial, I'll call it, in the middle of a podcast. So what if you had a sponsor who worked for a particular company and somewhere in that podcast, you would share a tip and it's not as an infomercial. It's just, you know, Bob from ABC Sports has a great way of looking at mental health. Here's what he said. How do you think about mental health? So you, you've actually woven them in to your podcast as content, not as a standalone commercial. That's actually really valuable. And, I, and I've done this with sponsors before, even in my speaking presentations. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you're a speaker at an event. Most people don't listen intently when you say, I'd like to thank my sponsors. And then you run through the bulleted list. People zone out, they look at their phone. But when you are speaking and you say, let me share a story about a business that I really love. So Mary, who works for this business, has a great way of looking at customer service. So you've actually woven them into your content versus kind of giving them this showcase where they kind of stand out, but it's not enough time to really stand out, if that makes any sense. Absolutely. You know, I love that because it's like an endorsement. So it's, yes. like, you know, in the, the show host is endorsing the product and it's through story, which I love because then it's not interruption yeah. and, and it's heard it's, it's heard because it's a story or because it's a, you know, it's some, it's not, it's not an ad. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah no, I love that. Where do we start looking for these kind of opportunities? That is a great question. Where do we start looking for those opportunities is with who, you know, close to home and where you do business. So what I mean by that is a great exercise for everybody listening to go pull out your last six months of visa or credit card receipts, <laughs> see where you spend your money, because this will show you where you spend money and the types of products that you use. For example, if you were interested in having a telecommunications, a cell phone company, a lot of times people will start researching every cell, co- cell phone company on the face of the earth. Well, if you have a cell phone, you have a contract. You are in a relationship with a cell phone company. So for myself, I, I work with Tell, or Telus as my cell phone provider. I'm in a relationship with them. Do I know Mr. Telus or the owner of <laughs> Telus? I do not, but I'm in a contract with them. And so when I go to Telus and talk with them about the projects that I'm working on, I'm able to say I've been a longtime client, 25 years. I've had cell phones and office phones. So there's a relationship there. You're starting from the relationship. And same thing with banks and insurance companies and gyms, places that you buy your clothes. So you always start close to home with products that you love because you said something really important, Michelle, a moment ago. When you're talking about a product, obviously you only want to talk about products and services that you believe in, that you trust, and that you could endorse. And so that's why you start with what you love, where you shop, and where you spend money close to home. Wouldn't that be nice if you can reduce some of those charges on your visa too by creating these relationships? Yes. Well, I'll give you an example about collectively what that can look like. So when I launched my first book on Toby's terms in 2010, so going into almost 12 years ago, as I was planning the launch, and you know this, Michelle, from working with so many authors, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the launch costs quickly increase in terms, the bigger the idea, the more expensive it is. So this launch plan was starting to cost a lot of money. And I thought, where do I bring collaboration into this? So I started looking at so my, one of my first sponsors was my hairstylist, the place I got my haircut. Then I went to my clothing store and she sponsored all of my clothing for the year, fancy clothes, 
you know, clothes, the dog park clothes that I, you know, mm-hmm. casual business. And then I had a healthcare provider, even my, even my eye doctor became a sponsor. So these were all people, most of them were not cash sponsors, by the way, they were in kind and collectively their contributions and sponsorship came to $39,000 a year that was not coming off the visa card or out of the bank account. Wow. So that's significant, right? Yeah, absolutely. Can we back it up just for a second? And in case mm-hmm. if our listeners aren't sure what in kind means, can you oh, just share what that means? Yeah, I love that you've asked that. So when we think of sponsorship, it is this marketing relationship. And there's generally two ways to think about it. Cash, which we all understand where a company gives you dollars towards projects, events, your podcast, whatever it is that you're looking for sponsorship support from. Then there's in-kind, as Michelle just asked. And in-kind is where you might have a company providing you with in-kind services or products um, or a combination of those. So in-kind, for example, uh, my clothing store that I shopped at for years provided all of my clothing. So I didn't pay for that. All of my clothing was given to me and she actually did my personal shopping too, which, cause I don't actually like shopping. So, <laughs> so that was really cool. My hairstylist um, supported all of my hair, uh, all of my makeup for when I was going on media, all of my hair, meaning my styles, I should say. <laughs> and then also um, sponsored some events. So, I mean, it just grew and grew and grew. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Just, I hope our listeners right now, are getting their, the wheels turning in their mind, like mine are thinking, oh, wow, there's so many things that you can really uh, look for. And you don't have to go to a government website to find out where the grant is to apply for a grant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And my experience with grants is that uh, if you're not a good grant writer, it, it's uh, it, for me, it takes a lot of energy, a lot of time, Um, I've reviewed hundreds and hundreds of grant proposals when I worked as a government uh, contract negotiation specialist. And, uh, you know, a lot of what you put into the grant shapes whether you get the money or not. So a lot of times we spend exorbitant amounts of time writing grant proposals. And and then there's generally a lot of requirements that you need Mm -hmm. to meet as well. And uh, I love sponsorship because it allows you to co-create something with that sponsor. So there's a mutually beneficial outcome. They are sort of winners in partnering with you. You're a winner in partnering with you and your end users. So Michelle, in a podcast, your listeners benefit from it. Right. Yeah. And I love that because it's not just something that, uh, you know, like I was just thinking of there's so many things in our business that then we teach our clients to use that could easily become sponsorships of ours. uh, Just off the top of my head, I think that there's so many different tools and programs and online, you know, things that we need to use or microphones or things like that, right? There's lots of opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. So now, you know, just teach about this. (laughs) You actually do this in your, in your business. And in fact, your award-winning movie back at home again was completely funded by sponsorship. So share with us a little bit about the movie itself and the mission behind it, but then also how you, how did you come up with this idea and then get it completely funded? Sure. Well, back home again is an animated movie, 30 minutes short Uh, written by screenwriter Michael Mankowski, an exquisite um, writer and producer. And Michael was from, it was born and raised in Fort McMurray, Alberta. And in 2016, they had devastating wildfires, which many people around the world knew about and followed on the media. So Michael went through this evacuation. He's a screenwriter. He produced, he's a producer. So when he 
uh, came back. He was brought into the community quite early in the recovery and return process by Red Cross. And he was filming all kinds of interviews and testimonials with people about their experience being evacuated for weeks and weeks and some people months and months. In fact, there's people who haven't yet returned. And so as he's filming all these stories, he thought there is a lot of, um, there is so much here that the world needs to hear. And what Michael was envisioning was a movie that would help people heal, a movie that would help people talk about mental health and community. And so that's where Back Home Again was born. I got involved in the project almost five years ago. So I've been working closely with Michael. And of course, anytime you do a movie or production, it needs to get funded. And we knew that we wanted to do a different model, not an investment model, because we wanted to make the movie available wherever possible free for people to watch so that schools could watch his families could watch this so sponsorship was a significant part of the way that we generated revenue for the for the movie we had a couple of grants we did some private fundraising and so sponsorship is a really big part of it but we also have created this community of what we call our champions our par- our champion partners these are social influencers people with big reach on social media who are lending their audience to us to help get the message out. So what is that thread? Just like I said earlier, the thread through my whole career has been relationships. The thread in this movie is also relationships and collaboration. Everything we've done is about a group of people coming together and playing different roles to get this movie off the ground. Wow, that's awesome. And right now it is in some film festivals. Yeah. And so it's not yet available to the public. So when can we expect to be able to watch Soon. it? In 2022. And the best in the best way to find out about it is follow our socials back home again movie or the website is back home again movie.com. And we'll be releasing kind of where it's appearing, how people can access it. Right now we're looking at scheduling a whole bunch of um in-person, hopefully, events where people can come and watch the movie and have a conversation after, where we have a panel conversation. We're working with organizations to help us get, and again, this is where collaboration comes in. So working with organizations to help us get the movie into schools, nonprofit organizations, even workplaces who want to use this as kind of a lunch and learn to start conversations with their employees about mental health. And so there's been so many creative ways that this movie has been brought to life. Mm, I love that. So just going back for a second to when you're looking for sponsorship and you're, so you're looking, uh, you were mentioning that it, sometimes it's within the marketing yeah. uh, budget. So is it the person we're looking to connect with uh, in the marketing department then, or is it in a different uh, space? Brilliant question. And that's often the trick is finding the right person. So if I could say there's one piece of the puzzle, we have a seven step model that we use at Raise a Dream. And you can go on and get an ebook on raiseadream.com. And it actually goes right through the seven step model. So when you identify those companies that you would love to have a collaboration with or love to bring on board as a partner sponsor, uh, then we've got to figure out, well, who do we actually talk to? Now, Michelle, you were you were exactly right in saying one of the groups that you're likely going to connect with is going to be marketing because the funds are probably coming out of marketing. However, many, the bigger the organization or company, the more layers there are and the more departments there are. So, for example, big national brands generally have people that work in either community affairs or um 
Corporate social, uh, corporate social Responsibility, CSR, is another title. Sometimes it will be called the Sponsorship Department. So I've got mm. two sponsors we're working with right now. And on their website, they call it Sponsorship. On another sponsor's website, they call it Corporate Social Responsibility. Mm. On another partner, they call it <laughs> How We Work With The Community. So, uh, yes. <laughs> so here, what I do know is that when I can't find the right person, marketing, brand development, um, and community affairs or public relations is another way. If, if, if you connect with the wrong person, I have found that people are very, very um, um, helpful by saying, you know, we're not the right department. I'm going to put you in touch with so-and-so. But finding the right person can be part of the challenge. I use LinkedIn, honestly, mm -hmm. to find the people. Um, a lot of times they don't have that information on company websites. So LinkedIn, I get in there and I search the company name and then I use those words, sponsorship or CSR or public affairs or community affairs. And sometimes you can't even find them that way. <laughs> but most times you'll find some of the other thing you can do is I have found the sponsor contacts by actually Googling uh, company press releases. Oh. And on the press release, it'll say, you know, yeah. contact media relations. And I know that's not the sponsorship person, but I can phone that person and, and then they'll say, oh, it's not me, but here's who you talk to. That's Call awesome. Yeah. So a little detective work online is, is going to go a yes. long way. And <laughs> I would imagine that LinkedIn is probably a pretty good place to look. <laughs> it really yeah. is. It really is. Because sometimes what happens, I see this a lot. I just saw this recently um, on social media, for example, uh, people will go on and almost do a pitch for sponsorship on a company's uh, Facebook page or oh, gosh. You know, not, not a good thing because there's no relationship. You're just simply right. asking for money. We've got this great project. You'd be a great sponsor. And I mean, if you think about it, one of the sponsors we're dealing with right now, she said she alone gets about 23 to 25 calls a day from different individuals, groups, entrepreneurs asking her for money. And she is one of 12 people in her department. So if you do the math, wow. do the math, <laughs> that's a lot of pitching. And that's that a lot hearing. of calls. Yeah, <laughs> A lot of calls. How do you stand out? Mm. Part of how you stand out is by showing your interest in learning about the company. So you build relationship first and let the relationship start to help you figure out how you could work together with the company. Mm, that's great. I love that yeah. leading with relationships. It's kind of funny because it yeah. kind of goes very uh, much in hand with how you get on a podcast. You don't send the podcast host yeah. a million pitches because we all get lots in our yeah. inboxes, but building a relationship with them goes a long way. Exactly. Uh, yeah. The, back to that relationship word again. It's always, it's fantastic. I think it's our new current, I think it's our new currency in the future. It's certainly yeah. becoming one of the biggest currencies in podcasting for sure. Yep. Um, and I just love it. I, I love, I love that relationships, uh, a huge part of a huge part of business now. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's the glue to it all. And, um, I always believe that when you take time to the, to nurture the relationship and build the relationship, you can better co-create how it is that you're partnering with groups and companies and businesses and brands. So, the, the, the more you put, the more effort you put into the relationship, generally, the bigger the way that you're working with that partner will be. Right. Love yeah. it. I love it. No, Charmaine, you also help other entrepreneurs get funding or learn how to get funding in their businesses. Is that correct? We do. We raise a dream. We uh, work with entrepreneurs so a lot of them are speakers, authors, coaches, podcast hosts, as well as some nonprofits and charities. And we teach them about the sponsorship um, model. 
a lot of times people like what I've learned entrepreneurs as well as nonprofits, they like to feel good about, oh, I just sent out 50 pitches today. Woohoo. And generally 50 pitches results in this many <laughs> responses. So I think, wow, that's a lot of work for zero return. So we really teach people that you're better to actually build the relationship with 10 people. And a couple of them might come through as, as partners or collaboration, or they might introduce you to a company and save you nine months of research and sponsorship kind of development with them versus spend, sending out a whole bunch of pitch docs that sponsors, mm -hmm. you know, it's yet another one in their inbox that they have to read. They don't know you, you're mm -hmm. asking for money. So it's, we work with them to understand how to collaborate effectively, how to be um, relationship driven, because what holds entrepreneurs back from asking for money? Because generally what an entrepreneur is asking for support for is them indirectly, mm. our podcast, our book mm -hmm. launch, our speaking mm -hmm. tour. It has to do with us, unlike a nonprofit organization right. where they're asking on the behalf of the entity to mm -hmm. support clients. So sometimes we get so attached to, oh, you know, we feel uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to ask for, for ourselves and we, we get awkward on the call and then mm -hmm. people don't know how to, what to ask on the call. So that's what we do. We teach people the process how to research sponsors, how to be prepared for the call, how to work in a way that sponsors expect us to work, and then how to have a great discovery call, how to start co-creating opportunities together, how to, if they ask for a proposal, what do you put in it? Um, and then how do you kind of move the proposal to a yes in a contract? Awesome. I love that so much. And if I can share with our audience too, we have a, a podcast that just launched recently that is fully sponsored. The host is not, it's not, it's fully sponsored by a company um, called the Accessibility. So Michael Hingston is a New York Times bestselling author um, where he is, his guide dog helped him down 70 flights of stairs um, during 9-11. And so his book is called Thunder Dog. And so his oh, company, the company that he's partnership with is about helping um, organizations become more accessible online uh, using this technology. So they've sponsored this podcast that he's the host um, there and it's under their name. So this is just another uh, idea. I hope that I can leave with some of you that uh, if you want to be a podcast host and maybe you want to have some freedom for your own content, but you feel like very aligned with a, a certain organization, maybe a great place to reach out on behalf of them and, and look for that sponsorship. Love that. And congratulations to, to <laughs> I got goosebumps when you mentioned the story and um, wow. And congratulations on having a sponsor for that, uh, you know, for that podcast way to go to your client. And it sounds like a really incredible book. Yeah, really yeah. fascinating. And I'm so um, excited for him that he made that collaboration yeah. and that connection. So guys, if you need some support in this, reach out to Charmaine. Charmaine, where can we um, go to raiseadream.com yep. and um, find out more information. And it sounds like your seven-step process in your download uh, there is a good thing to get if you're if this is piqued to your interest. Yes. Um, I think I would suggest it. And uh, I just love that you've created this movie um, back home again. And I can't, I'm looking forward to watching it when we can, because I think yeah. it has such a huge, it's going to make a huge impact in the world. And, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I must, it must feel amazing to have an idea, see it through fruition and see the impact it's going to make in the world. 
It, it sure does. It, we were just showing it to one of our sponsors and all their employees last night. And it's just such an incredible opportunity to watch people watch it. And I mean, I've seen this, I don't know how many hundreds of times and I'm still moved by it. And then to watch people that have become a part of it through collaboration and sponsorship, then watch it and know that they help create it. That is like, oh, gets the, so gets cool. the goosebumps going. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I, I love that so much. There's people out there that have the finances to help support your idea, your brilliant idea. And I think this is such a great way of just turning on that light bulb in your head and like, Hey, this idea, if I can't personally fund it, this, there's someone else there out there that I can collaborate with or um, be in partnership with to make yeah. it a reality. So don't let exactly. the funding stop you from your dreams. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That should be on a meme. That's really right? good. Michelle. Don't let How come that's not your company your tagline? <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Right. I love that. Awesome. Uh, show me any last words for our uh, audience out there today. I just want to say, do one little thing. Like a lot of times people go, entrepreneurs, we go into this whole, I'm going to do all my sponsorship this Saturday. And then they go gung ho and then do (laughs) nothing for two months. So one little action, just Mm -hmm. one little 15 minutes a day, five days a week, all year long, you could be so much further into sponsorship than if you were to kind of bulk these, you know, go crazy on one weekend doing a lot and then not touching it for several months because relationships are an ongoing process. And if you stop them, you stop the, the process of sponsorship. Right. Oh my goodness. That's such a good, such a good uh, words of advice for everything we do in our business, guys, not just sponsorships, but a little bit, a little bit of action, imperfect action every day adds up to a huge movement over yeah. the course of the years. So well, and Sam awesome. Demma, who we both know from caps, I love how he says it. He says small, consistent, actions. And I mean, Sam, Sam Demma just nails it with that because that's what sponsorship is all about. These little baby steps that we take every single day that put the puzzle together. Awesome. I love it. Thank you, Shereen, for being with us today. Thank you, Amplify You Family, for joining us for this episode. I hope you got tons of value. I know my light bulbs are going off like crazy. My wheels are turning. The dust is coming off. And I'm like, okay, I got some ideas now. So uh, thanks for being with us today, Charmaine. Amplify You Family, go out there. Have a fabulous day. Be great. Your uniqueness is your genius. Amplifying it to the world is ours. Be out there. Be amazing. We'll see you next week. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to be heard, head over to mypodcastcoach.com where you'll find out all the tools and tips you'll need to launch your podcast today. If you have a show already and you need some help managing it, please head over to managemypodcast.com and the Amplify You team would be happy to help you manage your podcast. Please also head over to iTunes, like, subscribe, or review our show so we can spread this message. And until next time, be your own unique genius.